Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Right, welcome inside the freshest edition of the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, you can get us on the PGP by searching Permission Granted on iTunes. And then also you can check it out by going to our normal DA show iTunes feed. We also tweet these out and post them on Facebook as well. So it's been a big week already. And, uh, boy, I missed Monday. I was down in Florida with my girlfriend. We usually take the weekend after the Super Bowl to go down to the Florida or somewhere else that is warm weather because that's my first Sunday off since September because of Sunday morning football. So able to kind of get away and out of town. So I came back for Tuesday's show. And then bingo, bango, I mean, we're – just in the squares of the crosshairs right here. And we had both Rachel Bonetta in studio from Fox Sports after the Westminster Dog Show, and then two SI swimsuit models join us here in studio as well. And so you can check out those videos by going to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the DA show. And I would say the game, we were deciding what to do with the models because, whereas you've heard these models, this is an annual tradition. These models. SI brings in the SI swimsuit models, a pair of them, or two pairs of them, every year around this time when the SI swimsuit issue comes out. Sometimes it's around Valentine's Day. Sometimes it's the days around Valentine's Day. And they've done what was the Boomer and Carton show, now Boomer and Geo, and they do other WFAN shows here in the building. They've done CBS sports radio shows. It was never our show because we were on either on the overnights or the nights, and that's not when they brought by the girls. Right, because usually the night they do this is the SI swimsuit like uh, party where right. they, they do the unveiling and all the models go. So at night, they're never available. Correct. So, correct. Correct. So that was the first time we've had them on the show. And I just, we've all heard of these model interviews. And sometimes the models are interesting and fun and have a good personality, no sports. And other times, they could be a little vapid. They could be a little boring. Mm-hmm. And sports talkers generally interview these ladies as though they were a normal guest, like they were talking to Jason Stark about the trade deadline. Right, exactly. And it's so a heck it's, of an image, Jason so, Stark in a, in a bikini. So it just sometimes falls totally flat. I said, we're not going to do that. So we were trying to figure out, brainstorm some ideas f- to have fun with the girls. Now, one of the ideas we had is I still have this red hot, crazy hot salsa from Minnesota that the guys at the Pepper Palace gave us. And I said, well, maybe we can have them eat some red hot salsa. But then we figured they're not going to eat hot salsa. Right. Why, they're gonna, Why would they? They're going to burn their tongue and be all crazy. Although that would be really fun 
if they really did, you know, embarrassingly get all, you know, hot and bothered and spicy. Hot and bothered and on burned. spicy salsa. So then I said, well, we can eat it in front of them and we can be the idiots and they can kind of watch us steam and have our mouths burn off. But then they're just kind of spectators in our dopiness. Exactly. And we could do that without them. So I said, well, why don't we try to do something else? And then we, we all brainstormed yesterday in the newsroom playing something akin to the newlywed game. How well do you know people that you don't know? So how well do you know Mraz and Pete the Body Bilotti? And so we had a series of questions today on the show, and they had to guess whether it was you or the Body Bilotti. Now, ultimately, Olivia Jordan, former Miss USA, won it, mm-hmm. although it was kind of neck and neck until the end. Um, and I th- I thought it ended up being pretty funny, and what I appreciated from them is I think they appreciated not doing a traditional interview. Yeah, I got the feeling, too, even from the people, uh, their handlers, if they were, they were laughing out loud hysterically. Oh, good. It was something different for them to yeah. you know watch and view. So I think they didn't get caught in the, you know, because they're doing a million interviews today all over New York City. So I thought that was different. I, th- I was proud of ourselves for that. Yeah. I really was. I mean, not proud that a beautiful blonde Miss USA was able to correctly pick out that I've eaten a dog turd off the floor. But <laughs> other than that, I thought the bit was the bit worked. So that means that Jasmine, this was the ultimate, this was the question that won and lost the, the event, and the winner got the Valentine's Day gift pack, which that had the chocolates and the bath bomb, and that said you're sexy on it, <laughs> and peeps. Valentine's creepy. peeps. And uh, Olivia guessed that you had eaten the dog turd, and then Jasmine thought that the body ate the dog turd, and ultimately... I think me and Jasmine are in love now. Jasmine was incorrect. That can't make the body happy. That she, the supermodel, and that was what I was hoping, that there was going to be something really embarrassing that they got wrong. And ultimately, Jasmine thinking that he ate the dog turd, thinking that a supermodel thinks that you look like the dog turd eating kind of guy, it's not good. And Jasmine also guessed that he said Egyptian on the language they speak in Brazil. So she thinks he's a dog turd eating idiot. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, they not both, a good look for him. They both guessed you, though, for missing work for the Royal Rumble. They did. I don't know what about me gives off the wrestling vibe when I'm pretty anti-WWE from watching, but I'll take it, though. I'll take it. Yeah. I don't think that's the worst thing because, again, they thought he was stupider or dumber, whichever <laughs> word it is, and at least one of them thought he could eat crap. So it's a win for me. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So you can check out the interview on YouTube or on our Facebook page. It was very funny, very cool, and uh, the girls were great. Pete, Pete's a little salty, i got to be honest. Out uh, of that game? Uh, I just think the whole show. I thought we had a very fun show, but Pete blew off reporters after the game, essentially. Oh, he went right downstairs to go pick out some chocolates for his girlfriend, and it, it seems a little frosty out there. Oh. Yeah. So I think, though, it happened later in the show when you really challenged him for taking off for the Royal Rumble after that. Uh-huh. And, yeah, uh, from what I gathered from another producer out there, Pete doesn't like to be poked at for that. Um, And the old morning show of Gio and Jones used to poke at him for something similar, and it never sat well for him. This was the first time we took a run at him for that. Oh. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think he's... He's not happy with the locker room right now. Now, again, I don't think we have a cancer on our our hands. I think he shows up tomorrow and, you know, we get in the huddle and everything's fine, but he needs a little cooling off. So what happened later on in the show is we were talking about how they could peg either one of them for missing work for the Royal Rumble. And we've talked about this before. Bilotti missed the Monday of Super Bowl week. 
to go to the Royal Rumble because it was Sunday night in Philadelphia. He got home late. He took off Monday. Everybody knew he was going to take off Monday. He had given everybody the heads up. He didn't bail, but that's why he took the day off. Right. And so we needled him on the air about this. Like, you missed work to attend an event that's basically made for 10-year-olds. <laughs> but that Without was, going with a 10-year-old. Right, yes, right. exactly. He didn't bring his own 10-year-old. I want to stress that. When we knock the wrestling, or I knock the wrestling, I'll just get on my own perch here. It's fine if you're an adult that's into wrestling, if you're doing it with your children who want to be into it and you're going to events with them and stuff like that. Once you know there's no kids involved, you should be bailing as well. I, I'm just going to say it. You should be. You should be out. And so the body Bilotti was not happy that we needled him for this. And we, we were wondering, like, what would be the equivalent for us to take off? Now, I brought up, is it like the World Series of Wrestling? And it, I guess it kind of is, except that it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It's scripted. Exactly. I guess it does matter, but it's scripted. So instead of a sporting event... Well, because a sporting event we can get away with because we work in a sports industry. Well... Taz is a host on the network now, so it's hard to say that wrestling is not part of our industry. I haven't heard them on Tuesday morning breaking down Raw. Okay. Fair. They've, so, they've gone away from that a little bit. My point is it's it's not quite sports because, again, it's not something that's geared towards a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. Sports isn't. I, mean, I guess it's geared to some 10-year-olds, but anyway. Maybe more like as we brought up me and you blowing off work to go see the Lion King on Broadway (laughs) (laughs) or going to Legoland or Sesame Place. Right. But without a kid. Right. Just as adults going. Uh, Maybe, you know, me and you go to the M&M store. But maybe that's unfair of us. I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't want to make Bilotti feel ashamed. I don't because I really like Pete. Have some thick skin, though. How about that? I have been the whipping boy on the DA you show. You take more abuse than for anybody. Five years. You take more abuse than anybody. I mean, for five. No matter what, it's almost to the point now where you literally anything goes. Was saying, have anything I once goes. walked away going, "How dare you say that about me?" Nope. Nope. So you've you know, never, you've never been upset. If you and I have been knocked for taking off for being sick, faking. You guys have accused me of faking being sick. Uh, I've had the sun poisoning we still talk about. Snowstorm. Snow, yeah, the snowstorm. We had Judge Pharrell rule on me. And did I once go, that's terrible, I should use my... No, I took it in stride and I laughed it off. You How did. about Pete grow some thick skin? Let's just set, put it at cards on the table. Well, look... I'm I, not going to handle babies working with me. I'll tell you this. It, if anybody has an argument on this, it's you. I've made fun of you for many things over the course of time. But the one thing that I give you ultimate credit for is you never take things personally. It is never personal, which is what allows the show to be fun when we make fun of you. Can't and, can't live life that way. I'll never take anything personally. And so that's a big that's a big. We don't have to walk on eggshells around you, and that's a big deal. And uh, you know, I don't I I don't want Pete to feel bad, but I think you have a you mm. look. You have a very good point. You take more abuse than anybody, so you would be able to say, hey. Take one on the chin. I mean, and it isn't that big a deal. We just made fun of you for taking off time to go to the wrestling. Well, and also, I don't think he feels bad. Like, I don't think he walked away feeling now, like, guilty that he took off. I think he just feels ticked off because he just feels not respected. Like, this is what I want to take off for. I'm going to take off for it. And I get that. By the way, I have no problem with that mindset. I really don't. It was just the ironic timing of the where the Royal Rumble fell with what well, kind of to, show we had. I'm trying to think. What would be the most, what's the equivalent? Like, what's the most embarrassing thing you're really into? Like, to the point where you're like, yeah, I kind of am, am embarrassed. 
Uh, maybe Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay. So if you missed the big NBA Finals game, let's say, because you were watching Real Housewives, and you had to admit, like, hey, I didn't see it, guys, because I really love Real Housewives. You would get killed for that. This actually is kind of a real story, though. A couple years ago, there was a big Real Housewives episode on. Okay. On a Sunday night, the same time as a Sunday night football game and a Mets-Royals World Series game. Uh Uh-huh. And it was one hour in between three hours of the football and baseball. And I had two TVs set up, but I went away from the World Series for an hour. Right. And I actually sent a couple tweets out commenting on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And Amy Lawrence came after me on Twitter for right. not doing my job. Right. Uh, I did not get bent out of shape. I left over and said, hey, listen, it's a pot. You actually had my back. You said, hey, at least it's a popular show that he has a take on. <laughs> right. As dumb and dopey as the takes might be, at least we know other people are watching this. Maybe it's like if I took off a day, and it the point is it's also a significant day. It's the day of Super Bowl Radio Row Week. Right. I mean, you did take off to go film a Nomad over in Houston. I did take off a day of, oh, right, yes, the soccer, yeah, the soccer right. episode. I didn't have a problem with it, but I guess maybe that's kind of something like. Yeah, it's also sports, though. I mean, I, yeah, it's true. I wove it into the show, and it's. it's maybe forced it into the show, but I get maybe. it. Maybe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'd be like if I missed a Friday of a football week mm-hmm. or a Monday of a football week, breaking down football, uh, coming off an NFL week, to go to Comic-Con. Yes. Good one. That's a good one. Now, the- if I do that, I know I'm going to get killed. Right. Because me and you have both, ta- both take a football road trip every year. Mm-hmm. You go to see a college game. I go to see a giant game. And inevitably, one way or another, we're taking off, whether it be a Friday or a Monday, maybe both. But we can't get killed for that because we're also, it's an experience that in all likelihood we're going to talk about on the show. So I don't think you could kill us for that, right? I would think so. I would think so. But you're, if it's Comic-Con. It's also work. I mean, you know, at least for me, part of it is weaving this into what we do on the show or doing a video out of it and right. producing it. So, yeah, for Comic-Con it would just be like me, even though I would never go to Comic-Con, it would be like that. I, I agree. I think that's a good one. I think what we're learning here is that as much as I might be immature and be dumb, me and you <laughs> both have something in common is that we don't really like a lot of dopey things that we shouldn't like at our age. Yeah, I've found myself pretty grown out of a lot of stuff like that, but I don't know. People Are we really being like, too snooty? Are we thumbing maybe, our nose yeah, at the wrestling fan? I mean, maybe like, I guess I don't have a problem with a wrestling fan because it's whatever you're into is fine. It's not... Uh... I don't find it offensive. Well, also, I think the difference is if it's that— just how much of your life does it take up? Well, well and again, if he flew, let's say, and the Royal Rumble was in— you know, He did uh, fly to Orlando for WrestleMania. Okay. And Dallas, I think. And da- right. Okay, so let's just throw—let's say it's at the Sprint Center in Kansas He's City. He's traveled quite a bit for these things. So the Royal Rumble, he travels to Kansas City. <laughs> Understandably so. You're off Monday. I get it. you got to fly back. The event was late at night. You went to an event that was in driving distance, so I think that hurts him there. Hurts him a little bit. You know what I mean? Like if because fl- you can make it. You can just come into the show on small, on, on little rest. Right. If three months earlier, he's not even thinking about the Super Bowl and he wants to go to Royal Rumble and he books a trip out of state to go and we know he's flying back Monday, I don't think he's getting killed today. <sighs> Still, though, missing work to go to a wrestling event. But again, if that's his thing, event at some point he's going to have to miss work to go to his thing. Well, that's the problem. Is that allowed to be a thing? It's like, is it right. is it cool if I miss work to go to Comic-Con, even though I never would? Again, if you fly to a Comic-Con in a different state, I think it's cool because you're making is a trip it, out of it. Is it? 
I don't think it's maybe is cool, it, cool is the wrong word. It's not cool. It's not is hip. it fine? Is it acceptable? It's what you like, and nobody should tell you what you shouldn't All like right, in life. Let's go here. Okay. Tuesday rolls around. I'm like, it's the middle of February. It's a Tuesday. Nothing's going on, guys. Sorry, I have behind the scenes access pass to Sesame Place. Okay. Again with the Sesame Place. Well, because it's like the only thing I can think of like within driving distance around here. Okay. So you can drive there. It's in Pennsylvania. I'm driving there to Sesame Place. Pete didn't go with his girlfriend. He went with a friend. That's the thing. I still don't know who he went with. Okay. I mean, he could have done this solo. It wasn't with his fiance. No, it was not. Okay. So let's say solo. And I go, guys, I'm missing a Tuesday. There's nothing going on anyway. I've got behind-the-scenes access to Sesame Street, Sesame Place. I'm going to go see. And what does behind-the-scenes mean? Are you going to go behind the water tubes? I mean, come on. I don't know. But that's just what I want to do. I think you were a pedophile at that point, by the way. Well, I'm <laughs> saying you go like. I'm not. No, I'm not calling Pete a pedophile. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying you guys would totally judge that. Yes. You'd be like, what? Yes, we would. We absolutely judge it. And then you would put on a brave face and not be angry after that we judged it. But I would have to accept it. That, right. like, I'm putting myself in the crosshairs. But so, is it unfair to say that going to Royal Rumble is different than going to Sesame Place All Access? <laughs> it probably is, because there's 80 other thousand people doing that. Right. I mean, WrestleMania might be the second most watched event of the year behind the Super Bowl, to be fair. But there's no way of getting those numbers. Well, I guess there is. It's not a regular TV rating, so... <laughs> But I get, no, I totally get where you're coming from, and I agree with you. It's just grow up. I think that's the, the motto here, message. It's just grow up. Okay, let me also say this, because I don't want to hammer this too much. I know Bilotti's not thrilled. Oh, 18 minutes on the PGP isn't too much? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know Bilotti's not thrilled that I have given a vote of confidence to Robbie Rose now as to be another guest or do another guest spot here on the PGP. I thought you and him had great chemistry. I really liked it. I thought it had a lot of juice, a lot of pizzazz. Bilotti likes juice. He wants a little bit of juice. He brought it. <laughs> Bilotti doesn't like Rosenhaus, though, because Rosenhaus lays it on too thick. Bilotti doesn't lay it on too thick. I get it. Bilotti's more subtle. He's more uh, reserved. He's more dignified than Rosenhaus, okay? But I liked Rosenhaus. I gave him a uh-uh. vote of approval. Bilotti didn't like that. I heard on the last PGP. I listened to it, and I was down in Florida. I said, okay, I get it. I don't want Bilotti to think I'm trying to push him out of that spot. Turns out. Rosenhaus gets into some trouble with you. We can't talk about it on the air because it has to do with other stuff. But now you and him have beef, and it looks like Rosenhaus is not going to make it back on the PGP. (laughs) He kind of hoodwinked you. You felt blindsided, and things aren't cool between the two of you. So it sounds (sighs) like Bilotti gets his wish. There is no Rosenhaus coming up on the PGP. Rose, I will say this. I do not hold grudges, and I have thick skins. Rosenhaus will again be welcome on the PGP at some point. I will say that. Right now, cooling off, period. Okay, it's a little raw. He hoodwinked you. A little raw, which is totally fine, acceptable. I, but I, I'm not one that's going to be like, you know, like the, the two Bills. I, you know, at some point, they got to go <laughs> golfing together in Nantucket. Um, but, yeah, however, we do coming up here at Side B, and I have to get going for the Sportsman second. I have Ike Feldman on, who is – the host of Outside the Cage podcast, works with Amy Lawrence's show, and has really been causing some behind-the-scenes shenanigans at CBS Sports Radio that I wanted to delve into. I mentioned to Pete today that Pete, Pete said to me right off the bat as soon as the show was starting, hey, we taping today at PGP? I said to him, well, actually, I already taped this morning with Ike Feldman for Side B. He goes, Ike? I mean Ike. And I go, well, you know, he came out with, with oh, you know, a, a funny list, and, oh. you know, we had a little disagreement, so this I'm going to put it. rat-a-tat-tat and Bilotti's not happy. This is how it's done. So Pete gave me one of these, and I can, you know, you can read the body language. 
Oh, okay. I mean, if that's what you want to do. Oh. You know? No, hey, whatever you think is best for the PGP, <laughs> if that's what you want to do. And I could see he's seething, seething. So yeah. I said, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe next week I'll get you on the phone from Disney. You could tell me how Disney's going or something. He goes, no, whatever you want to do. And uh, that started the day before we hammered him home. So we undercut him a couple of times here. Um, I would say this is probably. We went high low on him. The most uh, concerned he's been about his placement in the locker room. He this trade deadline's coming, and now he's thinking. <laughs> I love Pete, and he has nothing to worry about. But I thought you guys had juice, and so I wanted more juice. But uh, there's got to be cooling off period because he really did you wrong. Hoodwinked. He did hoodwink you, and it wasn't cool. And you know I'm a Rosenhaus fan, but you can't do that to somebody. And I right. wish I could talk about it, but obviously it's not for air. No, absolutely not. Uh, technically, you're not even supposed to know, so now I'm just hoping Rob doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um, so how much time do you have here? Uh, a minute. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna keep this thing going after you leave. Oh, by all means. Oh, sure. Whatever you want to do. I'm, uh, I'm interested in this Ike Feldman interview that you're going to have with him because Waller has the Wallies. Feldman has undercut Waller in the newsroom. With the Wall of Fame. With yeah. the Wall of Fame. And there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And you know I live for behind-the-scenes controversy here at CBS Sports. Well, me and Ike will discuss this hardcore. So you're going to keep this going to talk about something else while I'm out of here? i got to talk about Brock. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. So dress the masses. I'm going to leave this rolling. Uh, <laughs> just, just come tap me on the shoulder. I'll come stop this and save it. Okay. Uh, just to give you the background on Ike Feldman and the Wallies. Okay, here's the background. Mariah's going to interview Ike Feldman, who's a producer as part of Amy Lawrence's After Hours show. Now... Joey Waller, who you guys know as Breaking Bad News with Joey Waller, the dulcet tones Joey Waller anchor update here at CBS, annually comes out with a list of his top 10 funniest people behind the scenes. Mraz has won this a couple of years in a row. And it's always a much sought after and look forwarded to list. People really like this list. It's an annual ranking of who's the funniest behind the scenes. Waller dragged his feet this year in releasing it. And so Ike Feldman, who's a little bit of a pot stirrer, Ike Feldman, who hosts the Inside the Cage or Outside the Cage podcast um, about MMA, decided I'm going to release my own list, quote-unquote, an homage to the Wallies, Joey Waller's list. And he called it the Wall of Fame, and he did a top 15. Now, the rankings were very controversial. And this was a list that many people felt politics in, were involved. People that Ike worked closely with got higher rankings. And largely the list was um, viewed as a very controversial kind of all pro designation. In other words, kind of like the Pro Bowl. It was a lot of politics involved here. So now we've been hammering Waller. Waller, you've got to release the real Wally so that this isn't the only kind of list or ranking of record. So I don't know where Waller stands on this right now. It sounds like he might release it, but it has caused a lot of consternation, a lot of a lot of controversy and debate inside the newsroom of the Wall of Fame, which is basically a budget knockoff, generic serial version of the Wallies. So that's what Ike Feldman's going to join Morass to talk about. Number two, number two, number two. Kenny Brock on the PGP a couple months ago, you know, 
huge Eagles fan, thought that Carson Wentz was a bum, Doug Peterson stunk, and that the Eagles never win anything with those guys. He said, if they do, even though at this point in time they were, it was midway through the season, they were in first place in the NFC East, and they looked like a playoff contender. He said, Eagles will never win a Super Bowl. If they do, I will eat crow on this show. I will literally eat crow. Well, of course, the Eagles have won the Super Bowl, and now I've got to try to acquire crow. I'm striking out everywhere. I've looked at British pubs, British restaurants. Bogus told me to do that because he said sometimes they eat pheasant and quail and maybe you can find crow. No. I've looked at Jamaican restaurants, Dominican restaurants. Why? Because a caller called up and said, DA, the Jamaican restaurant in my hometown has crow. Look into yours. It's got to be somewhere in New York. I've gone to the most Caribbean-centric areas of Brooklyn and New York City trying to find crow on their menu. Nothing. I've gone online searching for exotic bird meat. Nothing. I can find pheasant. I can find quail. I can find goose, duck, things of this nature. Cannot find crow. Crows are scavengers. I googled whether it's safe to eat. People worry that because they're scavengers, they might carry some disease. However, I read that if you cook it properly, it's okay. So now... I'm kind of up Bleeps Creek. I've got to find crow, and I don't know how to. I don't hunt. Um, in this case, I guess I wish I did, because then I could go out, shoot a crow, but then I have to have somebody clean it for me. We have a listener, Jason, who says he's a hunter in Minnesota. He can knock it off, or maybe he has, he said he had a BB gun. I don't know. Can you kill a, can you kill a crow with a BB gun? I don't know. So that he would try to hunt a crow with a BB gun, and then he would dress it for me which is great, which means pluck the feathers, take out the organs, give me just the breast meat. And then he would ship it to me overnight in dry ice, which could be key. However, as you might imagine, the bosses are not going to allow this to happen on the air for fear of legal repercussions. There's no way they're going to allow Brock on air to eat something that was shot off of a tree in Minnesota and overnight. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. I'm looking at you guys. Is there any way you can help me out? Hit me up on Twitter, DA on CBS. On email, it's my name with a dot in between the two names at intercom.com. So it's Damon, D-A-M-O-N, dot Amendolara, A-M-E-N-D-O-L-A-R-A, at intercom.com. Intercom is spelled with an E, E-N-T-E-R-C-O-M.com. Anything, guys. I've looked everywhere. I'm down to having to like buy like, you know, like pheasant pie. And I don't think that that's the same thing. I think pheasant's probably delicious. Quail's probably delicious. It's probably a delicacy compared to crow. I'm not letting Brock get off the hook easy on this. He's got to eat a weird fence bird on the show. So if you can help me out, please do so. Speaking of eating, I will request you guys, please do me a favor. And subscribe to Nomad. This week's our, our episode of Nomad is me and Mraz eating Juicy Lucy's cheese-injected hamburgers in Minnesota. Pretty delicious, pretty amazing. Wait till you see the visuals of the cheese coming out of the beef. Go to YouTube right now. Whatever you're doing right now on your phone, okay, or if you're at home, just search YouTube on your YouTube app or go to YouTube.com. When you're there, search Damon Nomad. Damon Nomad. My name of the Nomad is Damon Backwards. 
Just search it. Hit subscribe and that little button. It'll do me a huge favor. YouTube is changing up its um, its its algorithm, its metrics, its 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 whole the whole concept around um, YouTube's viewership algorithm is based around right now subscriber count. And right now we're under one thousand. We need to get to one thousand. If you do this. Uh, it'll be a huge favor for me because not only will you get not- notifications of new episodes, um, you will help me kind of rework the way that YouTube is redoing how uh, its YouTube creators do their job. So if you do that for me, I would truly appreciate it. Um, in doing so, I've got a little gift for you. Okay. In doing so, I am going to produce DA show koozies for your beers, for your sodas, for whatever. And I will be sending them out to our subscribers on YouTube, okay? Uh, I probably won't be able to create 1,000 of them, but I'm going to make a ton of them and then send them out to a number of our subscribers. So if you do this for me, I will put you on the list for potentially getting one of the, the koozies. And if you do this for me, I can directly send you a koozie if you want to just pay the small charge that it would be to create them. Because I can create as many as I want, but I can't create them all for free for you guys because we only have X number of dollars in the budget. Anyway, now you have my email address. Hit me up. Subscribe on Nomad. That would do me a huge favor. I will try to hook as many of you up with koozies as possible. It should be a very cool koozie. We're designing them right now. Uh, and it'll be ready for the spring and the summer so you can enjoy your beers while while thinking of the Dash Show. All right? So that's it for Side A, Side B with Ike Feldman on the budget bankrupt bootleg Wally Awards is now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP, a new special Side B of the PGP, as it seems like we're just deepening the roster here on the Permission Granted Podcast. I am Mraz, host of Side B on the PGP, and associate producer of the DA show, and joining me. No, it's not Pete the Body Bilotti who's ready to embark on a ridiculous vacation at Disney as an adult without any kids. No, it's not Robbie Rosenhaus who you heard a couple weeks ago make his debut. Now we get Ike Feldman in here. Ike as part of uh, After Hours and Amy Lawrence and right here on the Play.it format, co-host of Outside the Cage, Ike. I thought it was Radio.com. Is it Play.it still? All right, maybe I'm wrong. I, <laughs> I you, still no. Have I you still, been saying play dot it the whole time? Yeah, because I because I go to play dot it and I get it there all the time. I believe it's the same uh, address, but if you type in play dot it, it shows radio.com in the uh, address bar. Well, like this is why you're head of the podcasting <laughs> game, but outside the cage. Well, you are a big behind the scenes guy at CBS Sports Radio, and that's what we like to do in the Permission Granted Podcast is bring you behind the scenes, and you have caused an influx of controversy behind the scenes at CBS Sports Radio in recent days. While we were in Minnesota for Super Bowl week, you were back here in New York City, and you put out a list titled The Wallies. Now, for those of you who don't know, we've actually— The Wall of Fame. The Wall of Fame. Okay. The Wallies were something else. Joey Waller, who's— Accuracy isn't a uh, pattern with you, I see. No, 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 no. Joey Waller is a friend of the DA show, okay? We all know Breaking Bad News with Joey Waller. Joey Waller. That's not a bad Waller, Ike. Not bad at Thank all. You. He 
has yearly put out a list of what he deems to be the top 10 uh, funniest people to work at CBS Sports Radio and WFA and that aren't on the air hosts, if you will. And for whatever reason, last year he was a little late to do this, so you put one out and you called it the Wall of Fame. And everybody kind of was taken aback, like, why is Ike putting out a list and why does it have a tie-in to Waller's name? This is very confusing. And Waller is set around the newsroom, no, that's not my list. And now you come out with year two of yours. Waller, we got an off-the-record, but I'll put it on the record, comment saying he will have his list soon and to not take your list seriously. <laughs> but you put out a list where I am number one, first of all, so thank you. Uh, Jay Berman, friend of the show there, number two. Dennis Jones, guys like Tommy Lugauer, Ben Horowitz, Pete Hoffman, your partner. And this is what I'm getting at here now. Well, first, James Ward, I, I friend of the DA show at nine. up the second version. Because you weren't first on the first version, so all of a sudden you win it six months later, version 2.0, and now it's being brought up on the PBG, whatever. It, first of all, if you're going to be here, no, it's the PGP. Second of all, well, I'm, but if I'm number one, but I'm being critical of you, okay? Because here's the problem. First and foremost, you flat out stole a list from Joey Waller. You stole the idea. I'm paying him homage by saying the wall, W-A-H-L, the wall of fame, and he didn't even get it. I'm like... Bro, I took out two letters from your last name. But you're taking his idea. That's not paying him an homage. Hey, I'm sure Steve Jobs didn't invent the computer. But you, so basically, I'm wearing a zip-up turtleneck right now. He's the he's the NCAA tournament. You're the NIT. <laughs> sure. No, I'll take the Big East. I'll take the Big East tournament. Oh, but like, do you see what you're doing here? Why do we need two lists? You want the actual, uh, the reason why, and we do what I'm sure we're going to get into, a Donut Friday thing and why I, I do the list is because. Don't pre-tease on this podcast, <laughs> but go on. <laughs> we lost, in my eyes, and he's an idol, and we lost kind of the team captain of WFN, the name Double C, Craig Carton, in September. And that's when the first list came out, and I feel like morale was super down. And I feel that okay. we needed a spark, a spunk, and Joey Waller wasn't doing it. You know, he was out of the picture. So I just tried to – I wasn't trying to throw a grenade in a room and walk away and see everybody talk about it, like make myself the center of attention. I was trying Whoa. to get morale going. All right, there's two things there. Do you think Waller puts out a list to make himself the center of attention? Is yes. that what you're saying? Yes. His oh, profile whoa. picture is a stand-up comedy picture. It's like, I'm the funniest, so I hear ye, hear ye. The 10 exclude me, so I am the funniest, and you guys are t- 2 through 11. I personally have talked to Waller. That's not his attitude towards this. I think you have a bad read. Number two, you think that a guy who a lot of us like getting arrested by the FBI— <laughs> You think the way to bring morale back up is by putting out a top 15 list of funniest people? Like, yeah, that's going to cure everything. I love Recco, but Recco and Boomer wasn't doing it for me. I, I saw the faces droopy down, man, in the newsroom. So you think that this is what's going to elevate the newsroom? Instead, you've caused controversy here. I see that. I see that. Okay, and now here's the next problem. If you're going to put out a list, it's got to be accurate. You have blatantly on here, Pete Hoffman, your partner on Outside the Cage, does a good job, is not very funny. And he's listed at number seven of the funniest people behind the scenes here. And then you had Tom DiBendetto, your partner, at number 12 with working with After Hours. And I like D-Ben. Uh, and can he be funny at times? Sure, he's made me laugh at times. But a top 15 around here? And James Ward, who has been on the DA show and the <laughs> host of Sunday Morning Football, been on this PGP numerous times. He stinks when it comes to comedy. Dude, like, Jimmy's gotten 10 times funnier since he's had an easier platform and a nicer host to work with, first of all. Here's the point, though. You, you're just taking care of friends here. You, you're, oh, you're I, not, I hate James Ward. 
Jim, James gave me nothing. When we were part-time, he would throw me under the bus all the time to marinate. So why Hoffman and why D-Ben? Hoffman's funny, man. And yeah, D-Ben is an elevated version of comedy. You know, he might be a little, he might be from the future. He might be a Martian. He is very smart. Columbia grad. Right. Almost too smart for his own good. Too dry. A jock. Too sarcastic. <laughs> A, a jock. Not a jock. Maybe a sleeps jock at ne- Columbia. Sleeps next to his high school baseball ring, as we've learned on Twitter. We will not let that go. Um, <laughs> but Hoffman, you're, if, ju- you're justifying nonsense now. If you're going to do the list, you're going to do it right. And it's third of all. I didn't put him on the first list because I realized there's an easy bias to, to draw there. So you just sneak him in on the second list. He doesn't not deserve it. Not sneaking in, man. He's, he's funny. Am I allowed to curse on this? Uh, don't. Uh, 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 it's, it's a family program. <laughs> Um, but then you say you're going to honor Joey Waller by putting his name in there, but you don't even include him in the top 15 when he's definitely Does funnier. he still work here? Yes. Honestly, I see him in the Harris desk over there you, once a month. You once work a- overnights. Who, how would you know if who works Those here? Those are the only shifts he gets. No, I see him during the day. He was here during the day yesterday. So I'm not here on weekends. Boo-hoo. Joey, I love you. I love you. But I'm sorry, this is, you can't this say is paying you, you homage. You can't say you're paying him homage and then exclude him from the list when he's blatantly funnier than half your list. I'll think of a, I'll think of a comparison as we keep going. Because Did you put Robbie Rosenhaus on that list? No. Thank goodness. There's a, that's one of my better work friends, and there is a bias there. What would, what would drive you to be good work friends with Robbie Rosenhaus? We have good trips. Yeah, he goes on these stupid... We, we learn. He goes up to Boston, flocks down to Philly. All right. The kid is everywhere. Speaking of Rosenhaus I, I, and I his cholesterol. I'm like, where is, this, <laughs> where is this unlimited bank fund that he can just have an apartment in Astoria, have an apartment in Long Island, show up at every event without credentials? He's in the McGregor Mayweather. I'm like, dude, how'd you get here? Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I don't know about that. But I love the kid. All right, I mean, listen, he's a nice enough guy. And, you know, DA seemed to enjoy him on the PGP, but maybe he'll enjoy you too. Now, let's get to the real problem I have here. Probably not because of the Outside the Cage promos, which passive-aggressively told me, take these down, Ike, or I will slit your wrist. And I was like, DA, he didn't actually say that. But he goes... Well, he's getting a lot of heat because of him. Right. And I, you're imitating his voice terribly, by the way. I forgot what the hell I was saying. The permission up, bring... Whatever I said, I said You want to stutter a little more? <laughs> All right. Let- Damon, I love you. And I love everything you do. You're progressive... You're the new age. You're what's next, baby. But oh I just gosh. did I did it to get a little attention for the Outside the Cage podcast promo. How many times are you going to plug it on this podcast, by the way? That's like six. <laughs> That's only three. We get it. I get up to five. We get it. You do a podcast on Radio.com. Okay, can I get to the next point since I am hosting here? Sure. I hate to be egotistical, but geez, let me drive the car, huh? <laughs> uh, we do, and this is credit to you and Billy Jock alone, another DA show Hall of Famer. Donut Friday, which is every Friday morning, there are dozen donuts laid out that somebody contributes to. Usually, I guess you're buying them, or now we've gotten to the point where you, you let's say you jumpstart like the first eight weeks of this. Now you're like, okay, everybody's ate donuts, everybody start <laughs> pitching in, and you buy your dozen donuts, which is totally fair. So everybody who works here on a Friday morning gets a little taste of a donut. Somebody buys them every week. It is rapidly approaching my turn to purchase donuts. This will actually be my second go around purchasing donuts. And I'm pumped for it. I have no problem chipping in. God knows I eat enough of them, okay? But I broached the idea, because we always get Dunkin' Donuts, of bringing in Entenmann's Donuts. Entenmann's are a Long Island thing. But I know they're all over these East Coast, but they, they were based in Long Island. It's a little cakier a donut. They have plenty of different varieties. 
Andrew Bogus out there was so pumped up when I brought up about bringing that to me because that's a great change for one week. You were on the verge of tears at the idea that I would bring in <laughs> Entenmann's Donuts. What the heck is wrong with you? Dude, who— We lo- can't break it. No, you need to have the Dunkin'. Like Dunkin' Donuts is First like the of greatest all, my balls of drop, so your high-pitch impression of everybody else doesn't apply here. And second of all, Andrew could not be more bougie. And Entenmann's applies to his little dipping in the cappuccino. Who likes Entenmann's, Entenmann's besides a- you guys? And then you bring in Hickey, who's sometimes a fill-in on the stream outside of Kaplan. He, too, will agree with anything. And you're asking Billy Jock, who will literally say, you're like, Billy, can you get me all a right. cut? He goes, how many? How many cuts, Sean? It shows you how wrong you are. Entenmann's has oh, a... Has wrong? a- I put it on Twitter, unbiased, and I put Entenmann's. Yes, I spelt it wrong, but that was the first choice. Duncan won, surprisingly. You didn't bring up the poll. Because I didn't see the final because I knew it was a biased poll. Oh, it's like 60 to 40, Duncan. Well, that's a lot closer than you would have thought. And also, you didn't did, you didn't mention in the poll, hey, if we have Duncan for 80 straight weeks, is it okay to have Entenmann's for one week? Because I bet you a lot of people go, you know what? Yeah, break it up. Convenience applies here. Hold on. Convenience? It's one block away. Wait, what is open to get Entenmann's at 5.55 in the morning? It doesn't affect you. If I'm bringing it in from my local supermarket and have to carry it on the train, how does that affect you in any way? It's more convenient for you. That's more convenient while no, you're on you your way to the grocery said. mart to get your other right. food. I don't really want to curse, but I'm going to call you a dip you-know-what in a second. It is easier for me to get off the subway and walk to Dunkin' and walk right here than it is for me to carry two boxes of donuts onto a Long Island Railroad train for an hour when I try to sleep and then lug it in here. When so I reminded you the day before your last donut turn, you reluctantly rolled your eyes. You had to go... 200 feet the opposite direction of the studio in 20-degree weather. You did not like it. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying bringing donuts is convenient, period, but it's definitely more convenient to go to Dunkin' than it is for me to get Entenmann's. I was just I trying disagree. to break it up because we've had Entenmann's so many damn times. It's a little different. We've had Dunkin' so many damn I'm sorry. It. Entenmann's is different, It's and it tastes a little different. It's good. And also, it's not like it's crap. It's awesome. But and it's also not bougie. It has a case at the end of an aisle at a stop-and shop or a Bigly Wiggly. <laughs> a Bigly Wiggly. Come on. I like to think that I'm open-minded, but then I Google Entenmann's again, and I see the powdered. I see the, what is it, the crumb cake version? Is that what that oh, is? Oh, that's delicious. Come on, Sean. You're better than that. There's no Boston cream. There's nothing moist. And you guys said it's not fried, right? Is right. that the difference? Who doesn't like deep fried? Who doesn't like frosting on oh, deep fried? I love Zeppelis. Put frosting on a Zeppeli. I'm there every time. I, there are a ton of different, they have like all these new donut shop donuts. They change the way they make donuts. I now. saw that. But are you going to get the donut shop donuts, or are you just going to get the black, the powder, the crumb cake? I'm going to get a box of each. You're going to get three boxes? Yeah. All right. You didn't mention that yesterday. I'm putting out a variety for everybody. You're going to get 36 donuts. I plan on it. Dude, that... Well, that's geez. why you're number one. It's that's why you're number one. Technically not 36, because I think they come in boxes of eight, not 12. Okay. All right. 24 is amazing. Dude... Awesome. and But if they suck, I will let you know. If the Dunkin', the, you said the donut shop style? Yeah, but I'm not asking to make a permanent switch to Entenmann's. I like Dunkin' Donuts. I'm saying for one week, what is the difference in changing it up for one damn week? Because I didn't thought call the a, lay of the land that it would suck, honestly. You didn't call it Dunkin' Donut Friday. You called it Donut Friday. Because it was convenient. Again, and what who is this likes Entenmann's? you doing now? Because it was convenient. <laughs> what is that? Come on. Sean, according to Twitter, I'm not the only one who believes Dunkin' Donuts is better than Entenmann's. I'm not. I would prefer an Entenmann's Donut, but I'm, I would understand why people would, would prefer Dunkin'. What do you have against Dunkin'? What do you mean you prefer? There's more variety at Dunkin'. 
You could get your chocolate. You could get it's your good. glazed. It's good, but I don't. But I just eat and they the make same. them. This is factory. Let's break it down. Preservatives, man. We're all about health on the Outside the Cage podcast. So you'd rather have the preservatives in the. Uh, you'd rather have the deep fried than the preserve. Give me the preservatives yeah. all day. Yeah. All right, we got to go because you got to go home and I got to finish sure. producing a show. And I like to. I I don't like to, but I do bury myself in a hole. Damon, you didn't threaten me. Oh, I no. took down the promos. I'm sorry, brother. I All love right. everything you're doing. Plug your Twitter handle and plug your podcast one more time. No. No, absolutely. No, no, that, that's, no. That's absolutely what we do. No. You can follow me on Twitter at MarazCBS. Check out the Outside the Cage podcast. I don't need your Entenmann's Donut Eating Fools. I don't need it. Check out the Outside the Cage podcast for Ike's hot takes on UFC and whatever else happens in that ring. And uh, I'll be enjoying Entenmann's in a couple Fridays. Take care, everyone. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.